We're back from the dead. We actually recorded episode five a couple days ago, and I did my whole case. We had a great session. I it was a fat case. It well. was like a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. I it was, was a lot. shock. It was a good one. I might bring it back, but. We might bring it back at some point. In like, yeah, a while. But yeah, basically all the audio disappeared. So now we're re-recording. I re-prepared a different case so we can get Sophie's live reaction Mm -hmm. still. I feel like it's the podcast gods punishing us for skipping two weeks of uploads. Yeah, really. Um, They're like, if you're not going to take this seriously, we're going to fuck with you. Delete all the audio (laughs) files for this episode. exactly what they did. That's okay. We're back. We are back, and honestly, it's nice to be recording two episodes in one week, even though yeah. only, hopefully, one yeah. will go off. Um, and yeah, it's, it's also pretty exciting that this might be our first Spotify episode. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Spotify, it means that we did make the $10 a month investment to do this, so welcome. Glad we to debated have you. it for several months. We did. We decided to have episode five be like our milestone. Like ever get to episode five yeah and the first four episodes do relatively well Mm -hmm. um then we'll move to spotify so if you're listening to this on spotify made it from the bottom yeah (laughs) literally happy to have you um and yeah you can literally find us on all major streaming platforms at this point which is super exciting super exciting yeah um you can also find us on our instagram at afterwork murder club Yes, it's that account that only has nine followers. It's um, not a fake account. It's, it's not a fake account. It's our account. Um, but please join us. It's just some true crime memes and then um, uh, materials on the cases that we talk about. Uh, some visual aid for you there. Um, so it's fun. It's a nice place. And, you know, you, we don't know where it's going. But uh, we'd <laughs> love to have you join us on that journey. And... Uh, yeah yeah we'd like to connect with you guys so if you are listening to this go head out to our instagram and let us know what you thought of this episode or any other episode honestly we really like feedback we so really if do there's yeah. things that you dislike about this mm-hmm. episode let us know as well because mm-hmm. we can only learn from that this is our fifth episode so um lots to learn still but yeah if you're not unsh- like you're not sure where you are right now you're at the after work murder club hanging out with my lovely co-host sophie and that's lisa and we're so happy to be back it's been over two weeks since we've uploaded an episode or even recorded at this point <laughs> i mean we're not we're not counting our tragic recording from like three days ago no, it's not. <laughs> no. um <clears throat> but yeah so so happy to be back and uh we were talking about this and um, I think you're doing a good job when it's just you and me wanting to podcast, even if no one's listening to this. Literally. We're <laughs> so stoked every time we're recording. Um, it's just so fun for us to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, super nice. And uh, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Speaking of work, um, things in Belgium have taken a turn for the worst in terms of Ugh. COVID. And Sophie and I are now actually full-time working from home for the foreseeable future. Yeah, full-time working for home, from home is a big thing for the company. It is. It's huge. Like, if they can avoid that, they will. Yeah, like, I was, I thought it was a prank call when they said that I didn't have to come into the office yeah. at all until, like, at Christmas. least for the rest of the year, yeah. Yeah. I must say, it feels kind of strange. Yeah. Thinking that the next time I go into the office will be the next year. Yeah, honestly, I haven't gone since late October 
because I was gone for two weeks. Yeah. I did make it to the U.S., by the way. She made it. Uh, like, in our last yeah. episode, I was kind of still... <laughs> my last episode, like the last episode, I was here. still waiting for my test result, but like yeah. it was good. I went for a while. It was a wholesome... I loved it. It was time. great. Yeah. So we did that. We did do that. We did. Love it. Look at us. <clears throat> um, and then also our move, because uh, I believe last episode, we also talked about uh, how we both live at our parents' house. Oh, yeah. That was a... Yeah. That's coming to an end as well. I know. We're making money moves. Yeah. 2022 is like going to be a whole different vibe. Yep. I'm finally going to be living by myself again after almost two years and a 10 minute walk away from me which is exciting. i know literally we're gonna have like a little podcast area <sighs> loft moment not a loft yeah like a room <laughs> but, but still, still. <laughs> no oh, i'm excited so cool. i'm excited so cool ah and i'm excited for today's case as well dude i'm actually super pumped i feel like is it even better yeah than the yeah. one we lost yeah so the one that we lost i'm not going to mention what it was because i i might bring it back i don't know mm-hmm. but that one was like very morbid this yes. one is like obviously also morbid but like has some tension it has like a story flow it's like All right. you're gonna be on the okay. edge of your seat okay i was on my edge of my seat listening like researching this case and everything and i'm really excited to tell you about it Okay, I'm really excited to hear about it. Are we going to hop right in? Let's hop into it. All right, so you know how I feel about my survivor stories? <gasps> so, I did. I'm going to talk about the survival story of Mary Vincent today. I'm Mary so Vincent. excited. Okay. Does that name ring a bell? Or? No, not at all. I feel like you might. It's a pretty famous one, though. Because the first time I heard about a survivor story was actually. Ellen you Halbert telling me about it and this fun fact dear listeners <laughs> was the first episode of After Work Murder oh Club shit yeah ever recorded and it was videotaped it was and, and we obviously never put it anywhere you we don't even have the footage uh, we don't have the footage at this point yeah some random person yeah <laughs> um, but you know what if this podcast takes off yeah for our 10 year anniversary. Yeah, like way down the line if we way want a little cute little throwback. Or if you guys really really beg for it. <laughs> then uh, maybe yeah, maybe we can bring that to you. It's literally us sitting in a couch, me telling Sophia's story. It's me speaking to her in English for the first time and vice yeah. versa. Like it was cr- I I found it more cringe because it was also video recorded. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think for me, it was the first time that I heard a survival story. Um, I can't believe I swiped your survival survivor story virginity. I'm a little shook yeah. by that. But we're, we're here for round two. <laughs> and I remember you saying at that point, you're like, oh my God, that's all I listen to. Literally, it's like my favorite. So uh, we were saying last time the episode that got deleted. Um, <laughs> Uh, Elisa's kind of into it's either your 70s, 80s like serial cases, killer, serial yeah, killer cases. You know, the time where literally everything was possible because DNA was not a thing, yeah. Um, or it's survival, so yeah. it's like your thing, yeah. And then for me, it's more the obscure, no one's ever heard yeah. of it, um, West European kind of cases, yeah. like the um, lesser known, even like geographically, the yeah. ones less talked about yeah. for sure. Um, 
so uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool that we both have <clears> a <throat> thing. And I have the bottle of red wine. I know, you've been like opening that. I'm still drinking my uh, Mike's right? Hard Seltzer. I'm really enjoying it, actually. It's it's White like... Well, we have not abandoned you. No, we're we taking just, a little break. We're just, we're just exploring. We're seeing other people right we're now. Seeing, <laughs> we're not exclusive. No. But we still love you very much. But I do recommend it. It's like not as sweet as like the Mike's Hard Lemonade, which is literally like giving me freshman year flashbacks. Yeah, right. But this one is like you can. You, it still has the lemony aftertaste, like the lemonade. Yeah. Five. I like it. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's get into this case. So Mar the, Marie Vincent. Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent. Marie. Marie. Love Mary. that. Mary. So Mary Vincent was born in 1963. And she lived with her six other siblings and her two parents in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nice. I know. Nevada. <clears throat> her two parents like actually worked for the casinos. Her mom was a dealer. Her dad was like a slot machine oh, repairman shit. or something. Okay. So they were like in the Vegas scene. Um, and yeah, they had seven children together. So like a pretty big family at yeah. the time. So by the time that Mary was 15, it's 1978. She's going through her rebellious phase. I feel like we've all been there when we're 15. She's like skipping school. She's hanging out with her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. The important things in life. Literally. Hanging out with your yeah. boyfriend versus getting an education. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she like even ran away for one summer in 1978 to live with her boyfriend at the time in okay. Sausalito, California, which is like Bay Area. Oh, area. Look at that. Yeah. And you know, it's she's 15. Obviously, it didn't work out between them. So, um, she lived with her uncle for a little bit after to like still hang out in the bay area and then suddenly oh, she was okay. like all right I've had it with the bay area her parents were going through a divorce as well at the time so she was like kind of acting out and she's like i don't want to go back home because fuck home There's nothing there for yeah, me yeah like it's literally just her parents going through like a really bad divorce mm -hmm. so she decides to spend some time with her grandpa who lives in iconic corona california <laughs> Which is wow. basically by, it's like a close to LA. It's like in the greater LA area. So she decides to just go there, spend some time there, figure just out her shit. how sick people living <clears throat> in Corona are of Corona jokes at this point. I wonder if it's still, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it still exists. I mean. <laughs> but iconic. When I saw that, I was like, this is, this aged not too well. <clears throat> but we're going to ignore it. <clears throat> So Mary was actually a very competitive dancer. Okay. So like, yes, she was rebellious, but she also was like this incredible dancer. She like wanted to make her career out of it. Because that takes discipline. Yeah, and also like years and years and years of practice, exactly. So I feel like maybe that's why she also was kind of like, fuck school, yeah. I, I want to dance. Yeah. And her instructors are even like, if you want to make like a career out of this, you totally could, even if it's like in Las Vegas or international, like they were confident that like she could make something of herself okay. as a dancer. So that's like a little like yeah, that's what she was yeah. doing, you know. Like she wasn't a complete, like yeah, rebel of running away from home, fifteen year old. Even though she yeah. was that too a little yeah. bit, but she yeah. also like had something going for herself. Um, so yeah, she decided to go live with her grandfather near LA, and mm -hmm. she decided to hitchhike there because of course she would. It's the seventies. <laughs> um, it's like a ten-hour drive. Everyone did it it's free it's cheap yeah. like you don't honestly everyone really did it yeah 
like stranger danger all my grandma talks about she's like oh we used to go to the south of france she would hitchhike and she's like yeah we just do it in autostop that's insane yeah yeah see like if you didn't, you didn't have a car she no. couldn't even drive at that point it's like how do you get around just hop in stranger danger was not a thing they were not taught to fear random people um and she actually like when she started hitchhiking around like berkeley area which is where she left there were a bunch of other teenagers there like all with like boards of like their destination they were going through like different parts of the states yeah. or like in california so she wasn't alone she was like yeah, yeah on the on the road with like 20 other people Mm -hmm. and she actually found two other people who were going in like the similar direction as her so she kind of like stuck with them and they were trying to hitchhike together um so they were hitchhiking this van stopped and in it was 50 year old lawrence singleton and he was like what's up gals where are you heading Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah towards la like can you give us a ride and he's like oof i only have room for one person in my van even though the van was literally empty. Literally. <laughs> and it's a van, like it can fit three people oh my God, easily. It's a van with a 50 year old man in it. Yeah, so. Come on. <laughs> All right. The cliches are starting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the two other people, he looked at Mary and he was like, I'll take you. And the two other people that she was with that she had met like earlier that day were like, let's not do that like we can easily find another car to get down there like you do not need to get into this car with this man if you don't want to like okay so but people were aware they were looking out for each other yeah okay the The potential dangers in in, in stories from that era it was like oh you know what what could go wrong like people yeah they didn't know yet Mm -hmm, absolutely feels like these girls were they had a little i guess gut instinctive reaction where they were like maybe if you don't want to we can find another car to get into us three whatever Mm -hmm. um but he basically like saw that they were kind of talking about maybe not taking the ride and he was like oh don't worry like i have a daughter your age um and i'm headed to reno which is close to nevada and he's like i'll i can happily like take a little detour and drop you off by la like it's not a problem at all um, and you won't have to like get out and find another car along the way. Like you can literally just, I'll drive you all the way there. Basically, Ugh, okay. Red he flashed a grin. He flashed a little smile. He's like, it's okay. <laughs> so Mary was kind of like, all right. Her gut instinct was like, maybe don't do it. But she was, like, she still had a ten-hour drive. Nice. Yeah, she had a ten-hour drive ahead of her. She was tired. She was frustrated. She's like, I'm just gonna do it. And like, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be whatever. Like, yeah. who cares? I've been fine by myself since I was 15. I'm sure I can yeah. this. So against her gut instinct, she hopped in this dude's van without the other two people that she was Mary. with. Um, <clears throat> so she was obviously a little, like, mildly triggered. She was like, I don't really know what's happening right now, but it's mm-hmm. fine. So she lights up a cigarette when she gets into the van, and she suddenly, like, sneezed out of nowhere. And immediately, like, Lawrence reached for the back of her neck and was like, oh, my God, are you sick? And she was, like, shook by the sudden, like, physical contact, even though it was, like, he was just touching her neck. But she was kind of like, why the fuck are ew. you? Yeah, like, like ew, don't she just was me. like, this is, like, don't. a weird, I just sneeze. Like, it's you don't need to, like, your yeah. instinct shouldn't be to, like, reach out and be like, are you sick? It's like, I'm fine. Yeah. She didn't say anything. She just kind of, like, moved away from him and, like, moved herself closer to the door, being like, she kind of like recoiled but he didn't like try anything else after like he he didn't say anything about it either it was just like a weird 
moment like as soon as she got into the car where she's like what the fuck don't touch me immediately her all her senses were she was like yeah yeah she was like a little like on edge at that point okay i mean at that point they had just started driving so it was like not even (laughs) whoops yeah um so and after so after she did that lawrence was like oh by the way i'm not actually driving to the south of california i'm actually driving north i'm so sorry (laughs) he's like sorry fam actually doing the complete opposite of what i told you that i was going to be doing but he's like don't worry like i can drop you off at this like intersection yeah he's like i'll drop you off at interstate five junction which is this like huge intersection junction thing along the way that she could easily find another ride surely by then she was like fuck you she said she, she said it was fine She's like, it's okay, like, that's fine. I mean, maybe she, in her head, she was kind of like, I'd rather you drop me off there and I'll, I find another ride yeah, than me having to I'm be... Yeah, already uncomfortable. Yeah. Right so she kind of was like, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. I know, I'm like, already, like... <laughs> so on edge. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she ended up, like, drifting asleep. It started getting dark out. Like, night had begun. So she's like, I'm going to take a little snooze. Wake me up when we get there and I can okay. get the frick out of this fan. Yeah. And we can go on our merry way. Um, when she woke up, it was already, like, completely dark out. And she noticed that Lawrence had driven way, way past the intersect, like, the junction, Interstate 5. And she was like triggered she didn't see, like she's she, like i'm going the opposite direction of what i want to be and doing. you're going way pa- like he consciously drove past yeah. it so i think like she woke up and she kind of had like a inner panic moment where yeah. she was like okay we're absolutely not yeah. where i should be right now um so she like feels around her seat because she's like i don't know like i need, maybe yeah. need to find something and she finds this like sharp stick object thing under her seat i don't know what the fuck it was doing there but she like points it at him she doesn't like stab him or jab him or anything. She just like points at him and, and she was like pissed and she's like, turn the car around. Like, I, why? Like, where, where are you going? Yeah. Turn it around and go back and drop me off at where you said yeah. you were going to drop me off right now. And Lawrence was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I drove past it. Um, it's an honest mistake. I'm an honest man. Uh huh. And he, <laughs> he immediately turned the car around and she was like, she believed that he was being remorseful. And like, she's like, okay. He turned around immediately. She was like, okay, it's dark out. Maybe he didn't see it. Blah blah blah. I feel like at this point, it's just like a lot of like. And she's trying to rationalize. Yeah, exactly. It like not, not trying to freak herself freak out. Herself out. Yeah, exactly. So he turned the car around. He's driving back to Interstate Five. And after a little bit, he was like, "I need to pee." Sure. She's like, sickening. Love that. Let's do that. So he drives like to the. He pulls over on the side of the road gets out of the car honestly wait if something's going to happen if he wants to do something to her why does he feel like such a rookie <laughs> like or like she wouldn't notice they passed by like they've been driving for such a long time now yeah. like she points uh, a, a stick sharp object yeah. at him and he's like oh yeah wait, let me turn around the car and now I've got a pee is all, is all he got. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's calling him. He's like, wait. I don't know. Maybe he just like wants her to not fear or like not be on edge. Mm-hmm. Like I think he maybe wants to see like what he can get away with. Yeah. If he's already like, oh, she doesn't mind that I've done this. I just have to say, oh, sorry. Whoops. And she is like, okay. Yeah. He's maybe like, okay, just I kind of have her trust a little bit. Yeah. 
I don't know, psychopath. Um, <clears throat> so he pulls on to the side of the road to go to the bathroom, like in the bushes out there in the middle of nowhere. And Mary decides to get out too. And she's like, in her head, she's like, I might as well just like get out here and walk to like a nearby village or whatever. Like yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm like done. I'm just going to get out. Yeah. So she gets out. She sees that her sh- her shoelaces were untied. So she like bends over to tie them when Lawrence like whacks her in the back of the head with a hammer out of nowhere. Just like strikes her. So she clearly, obviously, <laughs> this is like the time where, like, when where he like. Where is the hammer coming from? <laughs> fucking his van somewhere in there if you had a pointy object People under the seat <laughs> they've been over this i know vans is not uh, buying a van is not a good idea never especially like Don't if you can pick it. a color why would you pick white <laughs> unless you're a serial killer like at least pick like a dark blue or something Don't be cheap Don't you literally because people are gonna think you're a fucking yeah. creep which maybe you are because of your van mm-hmm. i don't get it i don't get it i feel it. like they should do background check on people who buy white vans. Yeah, literally. It's like, what do you need it for? Your business? What's your business? Show me your, like, tax number or whatever. Come back in a month and we'll do a thorough check. Yeah, see if there's any, like, sperm. <laughs> I mean, Blood there might be. <laughs> Fiber. So, yeah. <clears throat> he knocks her out cold and ties up her hands and her legs and shoves her in the van. And then he proceeded to rape her repeatedly over the course of the night, telling her like not to scream because if she would scream, he would kill her. And like if she wanted to live, he'd, she'd have to do everything that he says, basically. Which like, holy shit, you're literally in a van in the middle of nowhere. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, like she can't do Don't anything. Know. So she just like lets it happen. Mm-hmm. Um And so like this happened over the course of the night and then he drove for a little bit longer um, and eventually came to a stop and like cut her hands free. So okay. she was still tied around her legs. Um, and then he ordered her to drink some like weird unknown alcohol that he had in like a plastic like jug. Ew. So she she had to drink like a shitload of that, which like made her lightheaded and like dizzy and gross and like not really yeah, completely there. with it. Yeah. So yeah. It, like, yeah, made her more vulnerable, I guess. Mm. Um, and he repeatedly raped her again until she started passing out. Okay. It's just like really gross. It's like how much like repeatedly. It's just like repeatedly. It's just like a lot. It's like take like yeah. I don't understand how you can like how much did he have bottled up? Yeah, it's for that one bottle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like so animalistic. I don't know. Uh, The like repeated. It yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just like really again and again. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't get it. Ugh. So. Yeah, she starts passing out, and, like, as she's passing out, the sun is starting to rise. So, basically, all of this took place in that night. She's like, oh, my God, the sunrise. (laughs) And when she regained consciousness, Lawrence was obviously still there, hanging out in his van with her. And he ordered her to lie um, on the edge of the road with her legs still bound. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, okay. And he, like... She started begging him. She was like, just set me free. Like, I literally will not tell anyone anything. Like, just let me go. Nothing will happen to you. I don't. That's what I would say. I don't. That's what I would say, but then I immediately tell everyone. I know. I feel like they wouldn't. Like, that's in. Yeah. I guess, like, maybe that's what I would say, but I would assume that they would think that I was either lying or they wouldn't believe me. Like, how can they confirm? Because she'd seen his face. 
Mm. Like, how can she be like, I promise, I swear I won't say anything. I'd be like, bitch, I know you're going to be running to, like, the nearest police station when I let you free. Like, I would, as a killer. But what's, like, there's a few guys that have been caught because the last victim, they were, like, they set her free. Or, like, yeah, yeah. For some reason, they, the girls managed to... Like persuade trust and persuade him <clears throat> set me free and they did and then obviously they tell it's so police. weird to me like i would never i mean obviously i would never kidnap someone to begin with but i would never be like oh you're not gonna say anything that's great thank you so much yeah, especially like these guys like what is that the one from the netflix series it's not unbelievable making it's, a murderer no it's not making a murderer it's it's not a documentary at all oh. it's like well, yeah, because it's based on true events, but, ah, oh, what's that called? And it's about a girl, and she remembers every fucking detail um, of where she was, and, like, people are saying, like, oh, this didn't happen. She's just, you know, crying. Like crazy, yeah. Attention. Um, and then they finally they finally captured a guy and like everything she said was true like she even knew she's like it's 22 steps up from the ground floor to his apartment blah blah blah. there's green carpet like everything and it was based on a true story yeah and she was so smart that she was like um if i ever get out because she was yeah yeah yeah. people will not believe me police will not believe me so she like left her dna oh my god she's like you will find a strand of my hair underneath (gasps) the sink and things like that and she like ripped out her hair and bound it there like to prove to police that she was there she knew she was going to get out yeah and she was like okay i'm going to like i'm going to get out and like i will prove to police that that was a guy and like everything she said was true wait so what was it called it's uh it's called believe me the abduction of lisa mcveigh and so she um manages to persuade her kidnapper to set her free after being repeatedly yeah, as well yeah. and um he basically drops her off tells her to wait there for 10 minutes <coughs> To have him drive away. Yeah. And um, he drives away. Obviously, she doesn't wait for 10 This rings a bell now. Um, she starts running, 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 running. Yeah. And within the 10 minutes, he changes his mind and drives back. Um, what the fuck? He drives back and he sees she's not there and he's driving around the blocks and she actually sees him. Like she's hiding from his car and oh, it's one big mess. So that's, that's the survivor story. Like that. Yeah, literally. Anyways. So, okay. Um, she's saying, "Let me free, Mary, yeah. please." And he goes, "You want to be free? I'll set like, you free." Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like, "I'll set you free," and he like goes to the van and retrieves something from the van, and he returns with a hatchet, which is like a little axe thing. Mm-hmm. He he whipped out his hatchet. He's he's wielding it. Okay. He's like walking over to her. So she sees him approaching her and like with everything happening, she's like, she like reaches her right arm and grabs his shirt or like tries to like pull him, like push him away. She's like, he's going to attack Yeah, him. he's literally holding a freaking yeah. axe crap. Like I would, yeah. So she's like in a desperate attempt, she like grabs his shirt with her right arm to kind of push him away. But like in the meantime, she's kind of falling backwards. But she notices that she keeps falling backwards, even though she's holding on to him. So she's like, "What the fuck? Why am I still falling backwards? So Is weird." He no, he's still standing there. And then she sees that her arm and her hand are still attached to his shirt, but it's no longer attached to her body. 
The shock, the absolute shock. <clears throat> like he cut off her hand. He, no, not her. He cut off her arm, oh, like I mean, below the elbow, and it was still like holding on to his shirt. The arm that was no longer attached to her body. Captain Hook, which is shit, insane. So she realizes she's like, "Holy fucking shit!" The reason I'm falling backwards is because I'm not holding on to him anymore because I don't have anything to use to hold on to him so she was like holy fuck um also she's bleeding really yeah hard yeah yeah right? yeah holy shit blood spouting everywhere fuck. um lawrence moves on to her other arm and chops that off too are you fucking kidding? i'm dead ass serious i thought this was a survivor story i'm literally like what's left of her head both literally both arms are gone gone and mind you, her right hand is still attached to his shirt. And he, like, realizes and starts, like, freaking out. He's, like, flailing around, like, trying to get the hand off of his shirt. It's literally, like... <laughs> Why is this movie time shit? I know. Like, you couldn't make this up. No. Like, literally, literally. I If I were to see this in a movie, I'd be like, okay, okay like, right, relax. Surely that's not how it works. Dude, I don't know what the fuck, but that it was he had to yank the the arm off his shirt. Okay. Which like I didn't know that that was biologically possible. Maybe it, No. I don't know. I mean, I also like haven't heard a lot of cases of people's arms getting chopped off and shit. Shit, man. So <clears throat> shit, like I was hopeful for her, but uh, No, it's taken really it's taken a turn. Situation. I'm like yeah, it's taken how a turn. is she going to do anything? I mean, I feel like 99% of the people would have died at this point. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The amount of fucking blood. That's just like... <sighs> that on top of just the pure shock and like... I have major deja vu flashback to our first case. The one that never went live. Yeah. That I was like, wait, how has she not died at least 10 I times I know, literally. Like, I promise you some people are not meant to die i know there must be a higher power or something mm-hmm. because how has she not died at this point okay that's what i love about survival <laughs> stories it's like whenever you think like you can always be that person who survives like if the something horrible yeah like if something horrible happens to you it's like there is a possibility that you can get through this it's, like you yeah. can't fight back or like so many women and men have done it so it's like why can't you be part of that yeah if you try or like you know like it's obviously completely circumstantial or like up to the will to live and like everything else i think the will to live is a big one here and i feel like for me at this point they'd be like okay i'm done i'd be like dude yeah chopped off my arms okay right go ahead it's like what she had to endure in the van is like one thing this is just like a i have no arms to do anything with at this point yeah so mary obviously starts losing consciousness as you know as you should i feel like at that point i just feel like your body would not function um so he lauren started dragging her body towards the ravine and like threw her threw her off like threw her down the ravine it was like a 30 foot 10 meter drop Shoved her down there and then shoved her in like Fuck a off. drainage pipe at the bottom of the ravine and was and then he said wait he went down the ravine then yeah to find her and, and then put her up. in the like a drain I guess so like she would be less easily so, found or whatever oh my, the, fuck. What the fuck and he goes um, okay now you're free 
and then clambers up the ravine and drives off in his creepy fucking van and leaves her there to die obviously what the actual fuck and she's on like she's not doing too hot she's like so okay where are the arms Sorry. I'm sure Where they're like, the on, I don't know. Do you also throw them in the ravine? No. Do you go and like find them? I don't know where her arms are. Good question. I have no <sighs> idea. Did he like throw them somewhere else? They were never recovered. No. Okay. And I also don't know if he like left them on the side of the road. Maybe. Ew, maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. Maybe he took him as a Or it's trophy? like, yeah, he took them with him in his van. <laughs> I really don't know. I swear to God, these fans. <laughs> so Mary started regaining consciousness and like obviously was not doing the best. Um, and yes, she was basically at the bottom of a ravine, bleeding profusely from both arms. She had been raped repeatedly. She's naked. She's alone. She's under the influence of whatever. Yeah, she her. still had like the freaking suspicious like alcohol. alcohol yeah, whatever the fuck that was. And she said that she had to fight off the urge to fall back asleep and just die and like give up. Yeah. And like, that's what, what we talked about is like, at this point, it's like, how strong is your instinctive will to survive? Like, are you just going to... And I've heard a survival case. I don't know if it was through a documentary or I just started listening to survival cases after you um, talked about it. But um, there was one case and it's really like... the one girl also surviving against all odds and she said the only reason i survived was because he dumped me in a field where there were like ants crawling all over me and they were biting me yeah so i really wanted to sleep i really want to like doze off yeah and i would have died i would have like lost consciousness and died Mm -hmm. but the ants kept me alive that's damn if that's insane that's insane that's literally nature being like wake up wake up bitch holy shit that's insane that's insane (laughs) see this is what i'm talking like this is crazy to me Mm -hmm. holy shit holy shit so she's there so she's uh yeah she's like i'm gonna live fuck this i'm not gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna fucking try and get out of this shithole literally woman of the year literally so she actually starts packing up her stumps with mud to try and stop the bleeding so she's literally like packing it up there both of them to like try and not bleed to death okay sorry but the fact that you can think to do that think to do that and not think like what the fuck i just lost my like how do you even <laughs> fill up stumps with mud if you don't have hands to fill like if or you you'd have like, one stump or you just like go like like you like rub it in oh, there yeah. i don't know <laughs> like dipping dip dip, oh. dip dip but yeah like it also no. must have hurt so bad and like the dirt in there Ooh. i mean good like that was quick thinking and like things like this as well like whenever i go through these survivor survival cases i'm always like okay if my arms ever do get chopped off i need to remember to pack them with dirt <laughs> like i'm like taking copious notes see that's what, that's that's me like yeah man, we are learning so much literally listening to these cases and i feel like one of the things that i've learned from listening to so many cases and also you put me onto this podcast, um, Let's Not Meet. Oh shit, do you like it? Yeah, I like okay. it. And um, it's like basically a bunch of stories about people, like people telling um, the host about um, encounters that they had with people that might have just gone wrong. And for some reason it was, it all turned out fine, but um, Stories like that and a lot of the cases that we've discussed, Mm -hmm. 
make me think always trust your gut literally and don't try to be polite fuck and politeness. that's my big pit like pitfall. pitfall that i'm always trying to be polite sometimes i feel unsafe and i'm like okay i'm not going to like you know grab my purse no or, fuck that uh, or things like that because you know i don't want to give people the impression that i'm afraid of them and then maybe that's like impolite because they don't mean harm fuck that like Dude, fuck, it. fuck politeness literally fuck politeness and like when your gut tells you to get out you get out if fuck you're sussed out yeah i literally will cross the street multiple times to avoid passing a stranger that susses me out yeah and if you if you are sussed out by someone they deserve to know that they suss people out and they, fucking have <laughs> they should to do adjust. something about their yeah, appearance they, yeah they have to do something about it's the way they walk behind you it's the way they look at you it's not okay if you don't feel like it don't you don't do you do Your not owe feeling? anyone anything no. ever and that's what i've learned from the true crime community is please don't try to be polite yeah literally it might just cost you your life literally literally if you yeah if you feel unsafe say like you don't owe anyone anything like people should not be asking you like a young person questions of like directions whatever use google maps use your phone you'll figure it out go into a store ask for directions you do not need to pull by the side of the road and be like can you point me somewhere it's like no i can't sorry yeah I will not come up to your car. I will not fucking lean in <laughs> to you and your bike to be like, where do you need to go? If you like yeah. want to fucking stab me or something like. Yeah. And some people will call it paranoia, but yeah, when I, guess. I get into a, a cab. I always follow along with Google Maps and oh, sometimes really? the driver sees it and I know it might be offensive is that I'm looking up if you're taking the shortest yeah, yeah. road. So either you're not taking the shortest road and I'm paying more, or you're taking me somewhere that I really don't want to go. And I've had that happen one time. where, And I believe in the end he meant well because the traffic was so stuck and he was trying to make a detour and I was going to be there so much quicker. And like he, he turned off his like little device oh, uh, at one point because he's like i know that i'm taking a detour and i don't want you to pay for it and he meant well but i was like the fact that you were taking such a big detour and elaborating you're, about like, it um you're switching off your device yeah. i'm like i'd rather pay way too much for this ride then you servicing me yeah. quote unquote and i'm feeling unsafe so i was like no turn around no turn. i'll get out here i'll get out here and he was so shocked because so he doesn't understand back, i think he really meant well but i didn't feel i didn't feel safe yeah exactly so, okay i got out okay so she managed so she packed her arms in the mud to try and stop the bleeding as much as possible mm-hmm. and she gathered the strength and like clottered climbed her way out of the ravine which was like it's 10 meters 30 feet rocks the stone will to live and the mind and you that don't that have that like takes. you're literally Whew. severely severely injured one but also like the things that have been chopped off would have come in real handy to climb out of this thing <laughs> climb out of the fucking ravine so you're just relying on pure like fucking none of that the rock saw on tiktok it's about drive. It's about power. <laughs> Stay hungry. <laughs> we devour. That's literally her at this point. She's fucking <laughs> climbing out of the fucking ravine. She's like, holy spirit, activate. 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 I swear to God. 
I'm literally applaud. Like she's every meme ever. Honestly, I'm I'm and I'm in awe of like what she yeah. could achieve. Honestly, yes. She did climb out of this fucking cliff, and she got onto the road that she got chucked off of, and she started walking down it and managed to get onto the freeway. So she's walking down the freeway again. She's completely naked, looks fucking horrible, blood everywhere, like obviously. And she's like walking with her arms up to stop the bleeding as much as possible as well. And also to kind of like wave it down. But she basically was like trying as much as possible not to bleed out. And this car with these two dudes passed by. And like as they were closing in on her, they like saw her and realized they were like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah. Like what, like what is this? So they got freaked out and kept driving. Oh, fuck. Which I was like, I mean, I know it's a debate. It's a debate. It's It's absolute debate. debate. I was like, I was typing this and I was like, why the fuck would they do that? Then I'm like, what if I were in that car yeah. and I saw that? She's like naked and blood and like I her arms don't are chopped get into off. This. I'm on and my you're way also to like Burger King. Yeah, you're in the middle of no like there's nothing around. Yeah. I don't know. I think what I would have done in hindsight if I didn't know the story, if I thought if I just like would randomly drive and see this woman, I this fi- not I even a woman, a 15-year-old girl. Police, yeah, I would drive by immediately call the police. Yeah. Um yeah i mean yeah, i wish i could be i, I, I wish i could I be that do. person that could like immediately stop and let them in but i would be so paranoid that this was like a scheme or something and like yeah yeah and she's working with someone yeah exactly yeah. so yeah the first car drove by um and then a second car had a couple in it who actually like were on holidays they were road tripping and they missed their exit so they were like okay. driving around that random rural area to like get back onto the highway literally they saw her and immediately stopped and drove like took her into the car drove her to like a nearest telephone booth and then called the yeah, hospital she wasn't able to dial anything <laughs> dude except with her elbow <laughs> she's like oh, fuck. she's like one one <laughs> <laughs> anyway they called the nearby like the nearest hospital and then also like rushed her over there so this is like the end of that part of the story where like she's now in the hospital they're taking care of her wounds she got fitted with prosthetics which looked like are there hooks and you made the captain hook joke earlier (laughs) but like both of them they're like legit hooks i there's pictures i'll show you later no okay and they'll be over at on our Instagram, Instagram at afterwork murder club do you want to see some visuals on this surely by now she's gotten real ones that look like arms the last ones i've seen still have the hooks maybe she just like likes it like that i don't know anyways Damn, i need to see that now um Sorry. so yeah they like um immediately like fit her with the prosthetics she returned to school after a little bit um she returned to school wait wait, wait, wait yeah we're not we're not we're we're jumping it forward a little bit for now but then we're gonna jump so back. she was in the hospital they took care of her she returns to, to school normal life yeah as much as she, she basically tries yeah she tries to reintegrate into her life with like this whole new disability her dance career also just kind of like stopped oh, right. yeah. um but she did obviously she was resilient as fuck and she provided law <laughs> obviously literally she was like as soon as she got to the hospital she's like this is the man who abducted me. This is what he looks like. Like the police sketch that they made of his face was so detailed and accurate that the neighbor saw it immediately and was like, ring, it's ring, him. bitch. <laughs> it's my fucking neighbor, Lawrence Singleton. That fucking ring, ring, bitch. 
Um, I can tell you for ninety nine point nine 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 fucking looked for because he chopped off this 15 year old girl's arms and it's like oh shit we and had a cookout with him denial you're like surely that's not my neighbor but the sketch is so it's so accurate, accurate so wow. accurate um so they apprehended lawrence six months after the attack ish and like at that point he went to trial six months after fucking mary this bad bitch went to the trial and testified against him literally she literally looked him in the eye she went on to the stand she's like didn't chop off enough dude yeah you didn't chop off my head if you want if you wanted me yeah if you wanted me not to fuck up your life as much as i can so she told the jury everything that he had done during those hours that he like held her captive um and she did so while standing up and pointing one of her hooked arms at him and she never called him by name she always referred to him as her attacker and um, she declared like in a firm voice, like this is him, and like there's no there's doubt absolutely about no it. doubt about it. And Lawrence, um, because he is a piece of shit, <laughs> he insisted that he was innocent. Like, oh, he- <laughs> God, <stop it. laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Why are the worst ones always the ones that are like like what like innocent? like how how do you how the fuck but do I you have think? A theory, right. If you're the biggest piece of shit of all time, there's nothing else to do except plead innocent. Because, like, the what's the worst because case scenario? if you say, okay, I've done that, mm-hmm. you are never getting out. There are certain cases where you say, I've done that, that there's, like, multiple reasons to say, you know what... It was the context, the situation that led you to do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll be eligible for a parole in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. This man, if he would Literally. say that he did that, nothing could be done for him. So the only thing he could do is say that he's innocent. I get that. Where like he can, you could just be like, I'm innocent and not say anything else. Just kind of be like dry about it. Not only did he say he was innocent, he like went beyond that. And he said that it was someone else driving the van. And also that um, Mary was a prostitute and that that was why she was in the car in the first place because they like and picked her up. And that makes it okay. Like even if that's true, that makes it okay no, to chop yeah, her arms? Literally. And you were there? It's You're like, an accomplice oh my God, then. No, she was a sex worker. Oops. Like it, that's fine, right? Like that makes the, the crime yeah, less bad. The- and he called her a $10 a night whore in court after he said he was innocent. A ten dollar night whore. Excuse me. Come again. I literally would be like, "We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Cancelled. Um, yeah. Court adjourned. Court like, adjourned. Everyone get the fuck back, out." Back. <laughs> so, um, surprisingly enough, Lawrence was found guilty for the murder—not the murder, attempted murder on Mary Vincent, also for her rape and like an array of like okay. other Thank sexual you, crimes for having not falling for his acts that like (laughs) he didn't do anything and mary like obviously quickly left the courtroom and as she was leaving she passed by him slightly and he whispered to her he said i'll finish i'll finish this job if it takes me the rest of my life fuck off dude the the trot like imagine he just like says that to you did anyone no he like he he said that like way later he said like that's what i said because she never like oh sh- he said that yeah 
she never said anything she just so kept, was like fuck that come clean in the end no no so um because laws at the time were fucking lenient this is the 70s the maximum sentence he could have gotten for attempted murder rape and like the other sexual crimes was 14 years in prison fuck off one for literally what the actual fuck so no, he was sentenced the maximum sentence which was 14 years which is like 10 times too little for me to be honest yeah. <laughs> um but the real kicker is he was released after eight on good behavior are you fucking kidding me deadass he was no yeah no well this is iconic because he got he got sleeping tonight (laughs) i'm done i'm out he yeah so he got released after only eight years on good behavior despite multiple psychiatrists at san quentin prison which is where he was at had reported that he had a quote paranoid personality he was a severe schizoid and was capable of angry and destructive outbursts on those weaker than he i hate the legal system i i do not understand how like licensed psychiatrists would say that this is the type of man that he is which is completely valid and that they would judge would be like but still he was so good in prison yeah like after eight years of an already ridiculously short sentence after raping and dismembering a 15-year-old child. just Sophie just spilled wine all over her, her shirt, so that's where we're at. That's how shook I am. <laughs> um, we're not done. Oh, keeps going. So, he's basically free. He's like, California. Where are his, uh, not his, where are her parents at this point? I'm. Sh- I think she just was like living. She's she was 15 when he was. Oh. He went into jail. I think he. She like lived back home, went to school, graduated high school. Like, okay. she tried to live an as normal yeah. as normal life as she could, with him locked up. Um. So yeah, after eight years, Lawrence was like, "Peace out, prison, California. Here I come. I'm back, bitches." And California was like, "You're not allowed to live I'm here. Going Fuck back, you." Back to- no literally every single town in california refused to allow him to live there which is like i didn't know they could do i didn't know that that was like a thing that they could do they literally rejected him they're like you can't like no they're like yeah you're free but you can't live here so he actually spent like a big part of his parole on the grounds of san quentin in like a trailer with a curfew and like under watch of guards because he literally was rejected by the state of california which I think is iconic. I love that. That's the best thing I've heard in this case so far. I was like, a state hates you for all the all the reasons. Humanity hates you. But yeah, you literally and are rightfully like, so. Yeah, like you literally are you you physically cannot live there. Like you can't like they just do not want you there. Also I love how he's living in trailer on the grounds of the prison because he doesn't want to move anywhere else than California. Well, he does like eventually move to Florida okay which is where he was from that's like his home state but his own daughter you know how he said like at the beginning like i have a daughter your age he did he did yeah her name is deborah and when he when it was like known that he was going to be released she begged law enforcement to keep him locked up because she was so afraid of him she was like he's a disgusting piece of shit like i'm begging (gasps) you do not let him free his own daughter which only mildly scratches the surface on probably all the crap that he's done to her growing up the fact that she was like please do not release him so when he got released she also actually like fled and went into hiding because she didn't want to like have him find her 
oh my god i feel so bad for her which is insane imagine having go having to go through the experience of you know your dad being all over the news Mm -hmm. because that's probably what happened he probably also abused her in everything Um, and then he's he's out free yeah he obviously abused her yeah yeah of course absolutely absolutely yeah no doubt in my mind so she fled or like went into hiding somewhere um so lawrence decided to move back to his home state of florida since california just was not having it um and he was arrested in 1990 for petty theft and this (gasps) which is like iconic um i mean the last episode wasn't up like the one that we lost yeah (laughs) it's just so funny because all these guys all these guys get caught because they do stupid shit. Like, it's like, yeah. If you've done things like this, lay low for the rest of your life. Live, don't yeah. make illegal U-turns. I mean, according to him, don't he was innocent. Don't park where you don't have, yeah, where literally. you can't park. Yeah, well, well, he's innocent. So he was sentenced. Yeah, he was, he didn't do anything. Remember? All right. Yeah. Um. So he was sentenced to two years, but only served like a fraction of the time in prison for that theft thing. Um, and that in, seems to be the common theme of his prison sentence. Getting out early getting for out shit early. that he should have he should have never been like. He must, he must have been a real smooth talker. I don't know. I don't know what he was like in prison. I didn't look that shit up because I want to know. <laughs> um, but in 1997, he lured a young sex worker. Her name was Roxanne Hayes. What the fuck? He went again? Yeah, we're not done. We're not shit, done. man. In 1990s. Here I am thinking that we covered no. the case in under an hour. We're, we're still going. So in 1997, he lured a young sex worker, her name was Roxanne Hayes, to his home, where he obviously attacked her because he's a son of a bitch. Um, And his neighbors heard all the noise and called the police. And when the police arrived at his house, they found him completely covered in blood and the body of Roxanne Hayes dead next to him on the floor. Dead? Dead. He killed her. Um, She was a mother of three. No. And he killed her after getting out of prison twice once for fucking raping and dismembering a 15 year old child um wait sorry yeah what the hell okay i didn't react and usually i am pretty quick with reactions but this could have absolutely a thousand million percent been avoided also imagine being mary vincent and you've yeah fought so hard to have this man being locked up for Mm -hmm. the rest of his life and you went through all of that and the only thing you wish for is that no one has to go through it ever again yeah and then he gets out and he does this yeah it's it's, absolutely heartbreaking it's because it's like everything was for nothing Mm -hmm. yeah it was all for nothing like it's it was all for nothing. It's, it's someone's child, someone's mother that was lost for absolutely no reason. Someone's friend, someone's sister. Like it was an absolutely a hundred percent avoidable death if they had just professionals not. told the courts. Yeah, psychiatrists said that they, he should not. He was not able to re-enter into society, and like they ignored that, and now someone else is dead because. Um, but so for this crime, he was convicted of murder and sentenced to the death penalty. We're in, we're Finally, in and now we're in Florida, bitch. Yeah, so they actually do that there. And, yeah, they um, get him to the electrical chair. Or what? Is- he died in two thousand one on death row. 
good for him which finally and that obviously finally gave mary some sense of closure she actually said like she didn't feel that much relief but when she told her two sons that that he had died the look of relief on their faces was like what finally gave her peace where she was like okay oh, oh that's how i'm just getting goosebumps like <laughs> yeah that. literally so she, um, had two sons yeah, so Mary Vincent is now 58. Okay. Um, she grew up to become a mother of two boys, oh. which we love. She began to paint and draw and sketch and blossomed into an artist that she is today. She no longer dances, but she obviously expresses herself she's in obviously different ways. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, and she's open and honest about her trauma. She's talked about it multiple times. Yeah, which um, is probably why she's coped with it so well. Yeah, like she said, she obviously struggled with it. <laughs> um, um, for years it would after would be very strange if she, she didn't she was like fine um, and I'll leave you with a quote that she said okay. which is it doesn't matter what you think you're not 10 feet tall and bulletproof I used to think that but look what happened to me because there's always somebody who can take you down if you don't stay aware but did he really take her down absolutely not I, guess I feel a like little... that's a quote of a woman that was shown how vulnerable everyone can be mm -hmm. but then she doesn't realize how she actually showed us how strong we yeah can be. literally it's like she says that she realized that she could be vulnerable and all she she's done for me mm -hmm. by just hearing her story is show me how strong a human being can be yeah and i'm sure like if ever anything happens to me I'm going to think about uh, Mary Vincent. I'm going to think about the first woman you've told me about. Ellen Halbert. Oh, look at you. You know I love her Ellen. I, I call her the, um, the ninja, mm -hmm. the ninja woman. Yeah. Um, and I will always remember that, you know, if these women mm -hmm. can survive that, like the human body mm -hmm. can take so much. And the human mind, too. The human mind can take even can more. really conquer mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it also goes to show, like, st you have to stay aware constantly. You have to stay aware. And you have to really want it. Yeah. So in that moment, search for the thing that you are living for. Mm -hmm. And just focus on it. And everything that's happening at that point, even if it's your arms being chopped off, mm -hmm. you're like... All right, if that's what it takes to stay alive, Literally. I'll just dip my stumps into mud to yeah. stop the bleeding, and I'll hitchhike. Climb out of this fucking Climb ravine out of this first. Fucking ravine. Yeah, and then still trust people enough to have them stop for her and yeah, get her to the hospital. Like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, like holy shit. I mean, yeah. It's just like the succession of events that was like. It couldn't have gone any, like, the actual her getting out of the ravine, getting on the road, walking, finding a car, like, that could have not gone any better. If, if there was no car, she would have died. I'm still adamant about the fact that I think that um, despite everything she went through, he was able to get to someone else. Yeah. That must have been such so a blow hard for her. yeah absolutely it's like i've been through all of that mm -hmm. and i brought him to justice mm -hmm. and the system just let him out to do this to someone else mm -hmm. like 
she testified and fucking stood there and pointed at him and told everyone what he did to her and they still let him out early they still only sentenced him but eight years yeah it's so it's so little but yeah, that was the survival story of Mary Vincent. Oh my god, thank you so much for sharing that with me. That it was, was a beautiful a, story. That was a beautiful case. Yeah. Uh, super sad, mm-hmm. but also very strong. Mm-hmm. And again, shows very like strong. Stranger Danger, it's a thing. And we should be aware of our surroundings at all times. Yes. Always. And like we talked about, politeness is something that is instilled upon us from a young age Mm -hmm. but please let it go as soon as you feel uneasy literally it is not worth it Mm -hmm. if someone says that they're going to drop you off at a certain point and they're not doing that get out the car get out of a moving car literally i don't fucking care yeah just remember you're a bad bitch you're a bad bitch and you you will survive this Mm mm-hmm um be safe out there yeah make good choices Mm -hmm. trust the right people yeah and don't trust too many people trust yourself trust yourself your gut feeling and your gut feeling because i trust that and i'm sure that everyone Mm -hmm. is capable of making the right choices um and one of the right choices that you're making is listening to the After Earth <laughs> podcast. We hope you enjoyed this we episode. We hope you enjoyed this. Um, and yeah. And please, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please let us know. Yeah. Um, through our Instagram, we'd love to know. Um, how many people? How many people are actually coming from Spotify? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hope to see you again next week, where Sophie will bring us a brand new case. And I'll make sure to have that ready for a new week Mm -hmm. so that um, if you're driving your car to work on Monday into a hell of a week, Mm -hmm. I'll be there for you. Elisa will be there. We got your back. You're not alone. Absolutely not. We scream into our pillow at night as well. (laughs) You're not alone. So um, thanks for hanging out at the After Work Murder Club and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.